Hello, everybody. This is uh, Guy Courtin here at Supply Chain Radio. I'm joined today by Mike Riegler. Mike, how are you? Good afternoon, Guy. Thanks for having me. Mike, pleasure as always. Hey, Mike, you know, one of the things, let's, before we start, give us a little background on who you are and what you do here at uh, In4GT Nexus. Well, great. So I am a logistics person from the freight forwarding industry from 1989 through 2000. And then I joined the IT bubble, working with G-Log at the time and have now joined up with GT Nexus for the last three years. My current role, I look after our 3PL partners, which are six of the Magic Quadrant high-end elite providers, and they're great customers of ours. They provide a great business and certainly vital to this, this ecosystem of GT Nexus network commerce. Great. Thanks, Mike. And, and you mentioned 3PLs, and let's talk a little more about that. Let's sort of take a, a broad view. Where do they fit today in the world of supply chain and e-commerce and omni-channel and all these things? Where do the 3PLs play? When you look at what makes 3PLs successful, or what, is, what does success look like from a 3PL perspective, it's, it's this notion that global shippers are out running global supply chains from end-to-end processes, multi-dimensions that they can't handle. So there's a lot of process outsourcing that goes on. So one, the opportunity that they fill they help customers take on these processes that they don't want to handle. So that's what—that's the opportunity that they deal with. And where they're looking to differentiate, to win business, to be more efficient, they have to come up with solutions. They have to do it every day. They have to challenge themselves. How do they win business? Then how do they keep it? And at the end of the day, it's all about can they grow their business and can they grow margins? So that's what success looks like for them. So they're taking care of all these outsourcing chores. They need to be able to make it efficient. They need to grow their business, and so by doing that, they are a critical, critical partner for how commerce takes place. So would you say it's a fair statement to put out there, Mike, that a lot of the the companies that use 3PLs today are going to ask more of them in terms of services, in terms of value-added services, not just moving product from point A to point B, but other additive things they can do to that process. Is that a fair statement? Is that how they differentiate? Yeah, and, and I think they're being asked to do more, and where they differentiate is their ability to work with their customers and be proactive with these conversations, to, to tell them things they don't know, and then ask for more of these opportunities. So they're being asked to do more for sure, and man, they're being asked to do it quickly. So that's interesting. You talk about being asked to do more speed. You know, one of the things that we're actually here at a conference, and, and we're going to be running a panel actually from these three PLs and, and one of the, the themes that we're looking at and working with them is around this whole notion of digitization. And I know it's something that's sort of overplayed, but it is important, right? And it's impacting a lot of businesses and three PLs being one of them. You know, for the audience out there, how do you see three PLs in this new digital world? Is this something that is radically impacting them? Is this something that they are just sort of evolving with and, and infusing within their own business? Or is this something that's going to open up potentially a whole new world for them that they otherwise didn't think about? Well, I think it's, it's interesting on that, the topic of digitalization. And we in the technology space, we deal with buzzwords and trends all the time. But digitalization, it's not a question about do you agree with the trends? You can't escape digital operations anymore. And that's a fact. So when you look at why that is, it goes down to things you talk about often, the consumer or consumerism or consumerization, whatever the noun would be. It's driving speed. It's driving complexity for the global shippers. And if there's gaps and opportunities that these 3PLs want to do, they need to jump in quick 
And the only way to really do that is with digitalization. So they're going to be looking at more and more opportunities to, to say yes to their retail customers. And I think that's going to be exciting for them. What do you think is their biggest challenge today to meet those expectations from the consumer? The consumer? itself. I mean, the consumer itself is going to be, it's going to be, they're changing everywhere. And I think some people would venture to say that the consumer who buys stuff online and those wacky challenges, they also go to work somewhere. And so now all of those expectations get transferred over to the workplace into the B2B market. So it really gets to be complex. And I think the speed of what they want to be able to do, but it still goes back to the old adage, what's the end game? So these conversations go loop-de-loop-de-loop and nobody focuses on the end game. So when they can get a framework established that focuses on the end game, they're going to be able to solve some problems. But I think getting the customer to understand what that end game is first and then work backward, that's where it's going to be the big challenge for them. So do you think that some of the, the more savvy 3PLs are realizing this and they're starting to be more proactive working with their customers to be more consultative, sort of pointing to what the end game is, working backwards? And you and I have talked about this, right? Because they've got the boots on the ground, they understand some of the processes that these companies need to be aware of with that end game in sight. Yeah, and, it, and it's, you, know, you alluded to a great point, this boots on the ground notion, because digitalization is not about the technology alone. It's about you know, having that ability to do something with it. And the 3PLs know that they've also got one other component that, that's missing in the equation. They've got the infrastructure to actually make it happen. So when you talk about fantasy notions about, you know, lights out, booking, and booking.com for ocean containers, it's not going to happen. So the local expertise that they're going to be able to leverage is what's going to make it a business solution, and they're being very proactive with it, and it's turning some heads. I think we're seeing some great tracks for sure. We talked about this yesterday with some of the folks in 3PL space, and I think they made an example of that boots on the ground, which is you don't just wake up one day and say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell products or I'm going to source out of Ethiopia and just flip a switch, right? There's a whole aspect, not just of processes, but I would assume of local knowledge, of the right infrastructure in place, both physically and whether it's financially or documentation-wise, to do that. And no amount of digitization is going to replace some of that. Would you say that's a fair statement? That's absolutely correct. And that was a yes or no question, so I would say yes, that's absolutely correct. (laughs) I gave you a bit of a leading question there, Mike. But no, that's interesting. I think one of the things that I don't want to say some struggle with, but I would say continues to be a question is the value prop of these 3PLs, right? What is the value prop of these 3PLs moving forward? You mentioned things like no bid and all these things, you know, what is the value prop of all these 3PLs moving forward? The the value prop of these 3PLs is to be able to tack on their expertise, their expertise with the software, their expertise with the trends and to be able to put that together with whatever the technology is going to do to understand what that end game is and provide that you know, path-to-value conversation with them and the execution capability because the shippers are not going to be able to do it themselves. We know that for a fact from our own experiences, actually. Right. So it's a combination, again, of that inherent knowledge, that experience, the network, if you will, right, having the network that you need because I would assume that not every 3PL is create equal for what your needs are, right? You have specific needs. They're going to be the right 3PLs to fit that need. Is that, is that yeah, also? Yeah, that's correct. I mean, you know, the 3PL can get into this notion of a commodity play, which they're doing basic blocking and tackling, making a very good living off of highly transactional, highly repetitive business. But where the rubber meets the road and the differentiation really takes place is 
some of the speed that's being injected into the supply chain, but what happens when things go awry? The problem-solving capabilities, and those guys that have the, the, the technology to provide the insights to be able to deal with the exceptions and then know how to do that and know how to get it solved on the ground, that's not for everybody, and that's not everybody's 3PL, that's for sure. You make a great point there, Mike. So my last question, I think this is something you and I and, and, and others have talked about too, and you just touched upon it. But can you shed a little bit of light on this? I mean, this reality of if everything is moving along smoothly, then almost, I don't want to say anyone, but people with, who are smart can do it. But when you know, the bleep hits the fan and you need to solve a problem, you still need to, no amount of digitization is going to solve that. You need people who have the experience. How are 3PLs or with the supply chain going to deal with this situation as some of these people that have the experience retire, leave the workforce and such. Like how do 3PL sort of continue to keep that tribal knowledge, as you said, the boots on the ground, the tribal knowledge, and keep that and make that differentiation and not lose it as we move forward? Well, it's going to be a challenge. That tribal knowledge, those people who to make the phone calls to, who gets their phone calls to answer, that is going to be always a challenge to replace, especially for good people. What is going to be interesting, though, is how they're going to be, how the, the 3PLs are looking to address it, is with the technology so that they can support most people in those problem-solving roles with things like artificial intelligence, with historical learnings and things of that nature. So those insights allow them to make better decisions. Can't replace it, but allow to kind of grab as much of that tribal knowledge based on just historical facts to help them with those decisions. And I think that those outcomes, the ability to do what-if scenario planning, things of that nature to equip them so they can make a quick, efficient decision for the customer. Great. So again, Mike, this is really helpful. I appreciate it. This is Geek Hotel with Mike Riegler. Mike, thank you. Thank you very much. Pleased to be here. So this is, again, Supply Chain Radio and signing off. Mm-hmm.